This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to Chiefs Trading Camp 2021 from the campus of Missouri Western. Jay Binkley. With you, Grant Nicholson, producing the operation. I'll be up here every single weekend day. The Chiefs are practicing. Hopefully you can make your way up here as well. Now the practice is over for the day for the Chiefs. They do the practices in the morning, so you don't have it. Uh, the practice is done today. The rookies be out here tomorrow. Cody Gold will be out here uh, tomorrow as well. We have a nice little tent set up right in front of the practice field to be your eyes and ears of training camp. we got you covered unless you come up here yourself to see what's going on. If not, we got you covered. Live press conferences, uh, exclusive interviews, you name it. We'll try to have you covered with the Kansas City Chiefs that's at the top of your mind right now. I just went over those new NFL rules, and they're not new. They, they used them last year, but they carried over this year because they were good rules. Uh, you got to be able to bring back whoever you want to with the Kansas City Chiefs. Talking about the division, who do you consider the biggest threat? We're not talking about them, or are we talking about them? And you're concerned about them because right now I think there's a Grand Canyon-sized gap between the Chiefs and everybody else. I think their biggest competition is making sure they're the team that gets the first round by this year. And uh, to be honest with you, they will be the favorite for that. They're the favorite in the Super Bowl as well. Let's go to the phone lines at 913-576-7610. You can chime in as well. Let's go to John in Belton. What's up, John? Hey, 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 Jake. Uh, hey, uh, real quick, first of all, uh, there's going to be no victory uh, lap from the the Raiders. Uh, second, uh, Denver's <laughs> got a little bit of a defense. I'm not worried about that. I am I am uh, a little concerned about the Chargers. They've beefed up, and we'll see what they got to offer. My question is, I, I, I want to see you've got the eye test up there, and uh, how is the – Patrick's toe as far as what you see is how he is mobile and how much are they letting him be mobile and the accuracy of how he's hitting the receivers, um, you know, with uh, maybe a little bit of a limp or anything. Do you see anything there's like nothing. that? There's nothing. There's zero limp, my friend. I know that's uh, topic number one. Uh, he played those golf tournaments his own. Then he played in American Century. He, he put out videos of him training. He looks just like he did. This is his fifth training camp. He looks just like he did the first time he got up here. He's able to move around, do some things. He may not be asked to move around as much. With an offensive line, he trusts more up front. But, no, it is – I would say he's as good as 100% as you're ever going to see him. And the accuracy is – I mean, I, I said, it's like watching Picasso paint. I mean, his accuracy, the way that the football 
ends up at that velocity in the hands of his receivers because he's working with the rookie wide receivers right now. It's second to none. He looks 100% ready to go for the season. Just quick follow-up. How's, how's McCole Hardman looking? Well, we don't know yet. They, they show up next week with the, with the veteran players when, when he shows up. This is the rookies, the quarterbacks. So, yeah, Mahomes is out here, but it is the rookies, it is the draft picks, and it's a certain of the guys that got hurt last year. Um, a certain few of the guys that Taco Charlton's up here won Thornhill um, came up here for the Chiefs. But this is the rookies at this point getting acclimated. But I don't know, man. I mean, I'm waiting for Cole Hardman to take that step. We know how fast he is. Uh, Demarcus Robinson wants to prove himself. He's back here as again, again on another deal with the Chiefs on a one-year deal. And then Byron Pringle. Byron Pringle seems to be the forgotten guy that I think you're going to have to get used to saying his name because the guy trains, prepares. You know, just like a starter and was the first guy to get a catch in the Super Bowl. I don't know what you saw with Byron Pringle last year, but I loved him until he got hurt in that Raiders game. I mean, I thought he was on the trajectory forward. I, I tell you, I, I think he could be a second receiver on probably 15 teams. So, um, in that he's a third or fourth on our team, I think we're loaded. Uh, just as it, it's always like we always say, uh, it got to stay healthy. If everybody stays healthy, it's it's a no brainer. We're going to get it done. So, um, no question hey, about for, it. Thanks for the call, Jay, and uh, I'll talk to you another time. Thanks for the call, John. I greatly appreciate that. But yeah, I mean, you know, keep in mind this is the rookies and the quarterbacks. I know I've, I've said the name of Holmes because he is up here. So the N.A. Henny's up here, Anthony Gordon's up in and, and Shane Bouchelle is up here as well for the for the different guys. So the quarterbacks are up here. The Taco Charlton's the world trying to get recovered from an injury last year. They're up here here as well with the Kansas City Chiefs. But uh, it's the rookies, and I think it's an important time for them. They're getting the coaching. Again, there's four guys over there, defensive end. You know, Taco Charlton's one of them. Kando's over there. So Taco Charlton can, you know, talk to him, coach him up. They're getting the coaching they need. At this point, let's go back to phone lines and talk to Lori. What's up, Lori? Hey, good morning. Enjoying and listening to you this weekend. Um, I have a question in regard to the Chargers because I haven't been able to find this on my own. Do they still have the same training staff that they had last year <laughs> and the year before? Because if so, somebody's vital is going to be hurt, and therefore they're a no contest again. Well, I don't know if they, they kept everybody or not. They that's one of those things that's it's hard to find if they kept the same training staff or not, Lori. But uh, yeah, I mean the, the training staff. Listen, they they've got their hands full with that team. They they messed up with Tyrod Taylor. I understand that that mm-hmm. was an unfortunate incident with the with the needle in the punctured lung. Hey, I'll be honest with you, it ended up work, working out for him, didn't it? I mean, it worked out. See what well, Justin Herbert was all about, but I don't know if they kept. They got. A, I assume it's a different. I assume some of the same. I don't know. They got a new head coach in Brandon Daly. Maybe he brought over some people. Yeah. I know that he cleaned That's house true. a lot with with the front office, or not the front office, but with the coaching staff and everything else with the Chargers. But I'm not sure who Brandon Daly brought back uh, as far as the training staff is concerned. I will say this. They've had their hands full, the training staffs have. It's no excuse for them, but uh, let's face it, they've had their hands full dealing with COVID, the protocols, and everything else. And, yes, they messed up with that shot with Tyrod Taylor. But I don't know if I'm buying them, though. Are you buying them? I mean, Pete seems really high on the Chargers. Lori was concerned about their training staff, and I you know, I don't know if they've kept everybody or not. That's, that's uh, hard to find information. You can't exactly Google Chargers training staff at this point. Yeah, I mean, I certainly think that the Chargers will – 
look better than the the Broncos. I mean, I'm not as sold on the Broncos nearly as much as it sounds like you are. No, I. But I, here's the thing, though. Yeah, I, I I like their their makeup. Okay, I like the team's makeup. The defense is legitimate. The defense for Denver is legitimate. It's better than the Chargers. Now, offensive line, it, it's about even. Quarterback that goes to the Chargers, and obviously, quarterback is the most position important position on the field. I do like the Chargers. Wideouts, um, I. I like Denver's better, to be honest with you, because I love Cortland Sutton. We didn't get to see him much last year, but I've always liked Jerry Judy going back to Alabama. I do like Javante Williams in the backfield. I like Noah Fant and Albert O with the tight ends. I mean, you look at their offense, and I get it. I get it. You're saying who's going to throw in the ball. That's a problem. Teddy Bridgewater has proven he can play in this league. Drew Locke, we're still waiting to see on that mode. I, I think it does hurt him not having a guy to rally around, to be honest with you, though, uh, Grant. Yeah, and, and the uncertainty with the you think Drew Locke's your guy and then bringing in Teddy Bridgewater, who's like an established NFL starter, kind of sends mixed signals on what you want to do. Well, it's the thing is, there was that whole talk about Aaron Rodgers when it first came out. That's not going to happen this year. Uh, Rodgers, well, he hadn't said what he's doing yet. I mean, he tweeted out or Instagrammed out him and Devontae Adams, the last dance, because he's, he's mad at Green Bay, too. The, the whole situation in Green Bay is bad, and it sucks. I mean, here's the NFL MVP. This team that made the NFC title game last year in the Green Bay Packers, and there was uncertainty and some interest from Kansas City because you were interested to see, okay, is Aaron Rodgers going to end up in Denver? It changes the complexion of the division because right now I'd say Justin Herbert is the second-best quarterback in this division, but clearly if Aaron Rodgers went to Denver, which is not going to happen, but that would be the second-best quarterback in this division. Not saying he'll never end up there. He could end up there next season. But I think Aaron Rodgers will be in Green Bay this year. I think they'll find a way to get it done, get it worked out. Sean Watson, by the way, who's also rumored to be interested, or the Denver Broncos also interested in bringing him in. Of course, he's got those lawsuits to fill out and find out if he's going to be on the commissioner's list to start the season, which he very well could be shown at the camp. Because if he didn't, it would be about $50,000 a day, and he's not wanting to. Well, he's got a lot of lawsuits to pay off, so you don't want to miss that 50000 dollars a day but you have cream jackson the safety of the broncos you say well i know deshaun wants to come to denver right and, and you've heard other broncos you know mention the word aaron Rodgers or whatever no they need to rally around drew lock or teddy bridgewater i mean i've heard that some of those guys they like drew better uh drew, drew lock some of the guys they like teddy bridgewater like it is a mixed bag it's almost reminds me of the chiefs back and it was gannon and gerback you know, half the locker room like Gannon, half the locker room like Gerback. Same with the coaching staff as well. If you don't have one, you don't have any. You know what I'm saying, Grant? So I do like the roster for the Broncos. Not wild about the coaching staff. I want to see what the Chargers coaching staff. Again, they're going a different direction. They go to defensive coordinator from the Rams, their head coach. And you're, you're trying to piece this with the Justin Herbert, the young quarterback. Now, we've seen defensive minds work well with offensive guys like Belichick. He obviously defensive mind. He worked well with Tom Brady. It does work out. And Andy Reid knows enough offense, defense, doesn't matter who he's with. But that does concern me with Fangio and whoever the quarterback's going to be. Yeah, and you kind of have to live in reality, right? You just have to go with who's there. You can't talk about all these hypotheticals all the time, whether it's an Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson or whatever. But you got to rally around the quarterback. You know how it goes. I mean, even... Even like a school you went to, K-State. You know, they're going Skylar Thompson. They've made it clear like he's our guy coming back, right? Will Howard gets a lot of the shot last year. Uh, they bring in a four-star uh, Rubley this year to, to be a quarterback. 
But everything they're saying is, you know, Skylar Thompson's the guy. You know, he goes down the Big Twelve media days. It, it's it's a lot like how the uh, it's a lot like how the Chiefs did it with Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes. They draft Patrick Mahomes, but Andy Reid made it clear that Alex Smith was the guy. And a lot of that's done on purpose. I mean, because he he said it right away, like Alex Smith is the guy. Because you ha- the team has to have a leader. And that should be the quarterback position. Undoubtedly, he's always got to be the quarterback who's going to be your team leader. And that's why I go back to the whole Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes, and the grooming them. And we see some of that here. You know, I mean, I I don't know how you feel about Alex Smith uh, when he was with the Chiefs. I, I To me, his biggest asset is the way that he kind of checked his ego at the door to help Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if you saw it that way, but I, I think he should always be adhered to the fans just because he did that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, undoubtedly so. And also, he was like a breath of fresh air after what had happened for the last, the previous seven, eight years with the Chiefs. And so it was really refreshing, but it felt like the Chiefs had definitely hit their ceiling. So it was time to, it felt like a good time to move on when he, he went on. No, no, he did. I mean, he had but to he did because it the right you're not going to have Mahomes sit right. out for two years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and he did it the right way. You're exactly right. Is he was like, this is the end of my time. I might as well make it better for the, the guy coming in. And the one thing about it is, is we saw Brett Veach walking out here at practice earlier to check out some of the young guys. And, um, you know, there, there, were, there was talk, Grant, back when, I don't know if you, you've, you've heard it, the Brett Veach talk and stuff about how, like, the coaching staff and stuff, like, the Chiefs have cameras everywhere. There's, there's satellite cameras, you know, with satellite dishes and everything all around this practice. Like, everything you do is on tape at practices. Because a lot of times the coaches don't have the time to watch every single position group, right? I mean, they go back and they watch in their dorms, and they watch every single rep at practice. Like, you're taking plays off, they're going to see it. Like, no matter what you pick your nose, they're going to see it. Like, they will go back. They might not see it live, but they're going to see it some part because there's a lot of time to spend for the coaches now, right? Practice is already done. It's game film time, what went on at practice, and you evaluate the players. But Patrick Mahomes, when he was playing with the scout team, when he was behind Alex Smith his first year, was doing some, like, ridiculous-type stuff. So much so, like, the coaching staff, even, like, Brett Veach, they couldn't wait to, like, watch what he was doing at practice with the scouting team. You know what I'm saying? It was that kind of excitement with him. You think the buzz is still there? You think they're still going to see some wild stuff at training camp? 100%. You know, it's funny with with Mahomes is this is fifth training camp, which seems unbelievable. But, like, we'll talk about – I want to talk about Mahomes, too, and and his role and why the division's worried about him and why they should worry about him. But – you know, it's they, they see what you do, and he was doing these great things on the practice field. And even, you know, guys that were here like Derek Johnson, Tom Ali, they'll tell you, like, in practice, like Mahomes was doing some things that were just ridiculous. I mean, we've seen him do crazy stuff during the game, but, you know, he explores a little bit and practices, does a little bit different stuff, you know, in practice because he can get away with it. I'm still looking for the behind-the-back pass, though. I still think we're going to see that at some point. But he just marvels out here. And, you know, I see Taco Charlton, what he was doing at the sled, with, with somebody like Kendo, you know, a guy that's groomed to take his spot, you know, at some point. And, you know, just, just the coaching. These guys don't have to do it. They have egos. They make a lot of money. And you got a young guy coming after your job, coming after your livelihood, coming after your bank, coming after your position in the NFL with the Kansas City Chiefs. But they're always willing to do it. And, and Brandon Albert did this when they drafted Eric Fisher. And we've seen Tamba do it with D Ford. We, we've seen different players on the Chiefs do it, and that just speaks volume to kind of checking your ego in at the door and doing things you don't see. Because we've all heard the stories of Brett Favre and maybe how he treated Aaron Rodgers when he first got there. 
And then there was the thought of Flacco and how he kind of treated some of the Ravens quarterbacks that would come in through the door. And, you know, Flacco was supposed to be sort of kind of a mentor to Drew Locke, which he absolutely wasn't. He was still there trying to prove his worth. But you got to impart your knowledge, man. If you've been there and seen it, you know, it's kind of like the Royals and what they did, bringing back Wade Davis and Dyson and Holland. They're just hoping, you know, some of the experience rubs off on the younger guys. And I could totally see what they did and, and why they did it. It makes perfect sense. Uh, to me, our phone number, 913-576-7610, the Jay Seth Lamb Tow Service text line, 913-576-7610. Feel free to call in about any camp questions you have, like John and Lori did in the last segment. Coming up next, though, I will talk about Patrick Mahomes, because I was thinking the other day, all right, in, in, in eight years, how many of these guys out at this practice are we actually going to see? We'll discuss that next. Coverage from training camp with Jay Binkley continues on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to Chiefs Training Camp 2021 at the campus of Missouri Western. Right here in your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. We're a couple feet here from the practice facility. Um, practice fields out back the Chiefs practice outdoors today not indoors uh, the threat of rain always there it's kind of a hazy overcast day up here in St. Joe but they get their work in outdoors here now it's the uh, meeting room time and most of these guys will tell you you know practice is one thing but it's a lot of learning man there's not a lot of physical activity sometimes at practice what happens in the meeting rooms I mean that's a big thing for the Chiefs what happens upstairs I mean they, they leave here it's the mental grind the mental wear and tear knowing the playbook is what a lot of guys will talk about when it comes to practice. A lot of guys will say, hey, man, we hit more in high school or hit more in college because you're expected already to be in shape. You're expected already to be a good hitter. You're already a good player if you're in the NFL. But it's the mental side of the game that keeps guys on their toes, and that's where they're at now. 913-576-7610 is our phone number. We'll try to get uh, some uh, press conference uh, audio from you, too, as well, from some of the guys that are up here, including uh, DeAndre Baker. 
that's already been through rookie minicamp when he was with the Giants, but he's here rehabbing injuries like Taco Charlton, Juan Thornhill. Juan Thornhill is expected to talk as well for the Kansas City Chiefs. But I did mention before we went to break about Patrick Mahomes, and I was talking to Andy Lindhall. He comes on with me various times in the evenings, and Andy talks you know, about what, what do you fear with the Chiefs? I like to know their impression on the Chiefs or how they view the Kansas City Chiefs. One of, one of the questions we always ask is, how do you view this team? And he was a Broncos sideline reporter for many years, and he does afternoon radios in, in Denver. So he hears from the fans and what they talk about, and they're worried about Patrick Mahomes. It's like that is a guy that the other teams talk about. He's in their head. GMs think about it. They think about it when they go to the Senior Bowl. They think about it when they go to the practices. They think about that at all times uh, when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback. It's, it's how they draft. I mean, some teams draft to stop the Chiefs. Some don't. I remember talking to the late Trez Paler about it, you know, and he thought that the only way you can combat it, you can draft as many cornerbacks or edge rushers as you want to try to slow down Patrick Mahomes, but you've got to find that franchise quarterback. You've got to be able to go toe-to-toe in the foreseeable future and have a nice rivalry with the quarterback in playing that quarterback position. And we just haven't seen that. Yeah, who are these, some of these young guns in the AFC? Well, Josh Allen, he went 0-2 against Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City last year. Once once up in Buffalo, once in the playoffs with the Chiefs. Baker Mayfield had his shot with the Kansas City Chiefs as well, and he missed out in the playoffs. Lamar Jackson, 0-3 against Patrick Mahomes. It's why this Justin Fields going to Chicago still baffles me. The Denver Broncos that are sitting there, you know, the flirtations with Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson. They've got Bridgewater and Drew Locke battling it out. I think when you look at some of these quarterbacks like Trey Lance, I think Trevor Lawrence is the real deal. He's the truth. He's going to be fine in Jacksonville. But somebody's going to be the Mitch Trubisky of this draft. Mitch Trubisky, by the way, who the Bears selected over a guy like Patrick Mahomes, he's the backup to Josh Allen in Buffalo at this point. Like, who's going to be that guy? And the Broncos passed on Justin Fields. The Carolina Panthers passed on a Justin Fields. The Detroit Lions passed on a Justin Fields. And that's never a good scenario when you're not trying to combat that. Now, the Broncos did by bringing in Patrick Sertan through the draft. They go out and get Ronald Darby and Kyle Fuller in the offseason. So teams are trying to make, you know, adjustments to try to slow down Mahomes. And the one way they do it is by drafting defensive backs. I'm telling you, if teams aren't active in getting pass rushers or corners to stop Mahomes, that ought to be the first thing that they're looking to stop. But I'll say this. What are you going to do at the quarterback position? What are you going to do at the, about the quarterback position for the foreseeable future? You know, Mahomes isn't going anywhere. The Chiefs are going to keep signing Patrick Mahomes. He's already locked up here for the next decade. They've got to worry about him. And you've got to worry about him, you know, being a quarterback here. And if you're trying to find your franchise guy, how can you match up? Because the Chiefs will always be a viable NFL team when you have Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. And the Chiefs will always be looking to win this division like they've won this AFC West five straight years if Patrick Mahomes is said quarterback in this town. And I was thinking, right, eight years from now, you know, Tyreek Hill is going to be, you know, mid-30s. Travis Kelsey be out of this league. The rest of the guys, maybe Butker can hang around here for eight years. But the bottom line is, sitting here at training camp in eight years from now, it'll be Patrick Mahomes and new talent that Brett Veach goes and finds for Patrick Mahomes. I remember having a conversation with uh, Brett a couple years ago and just the challenge of finding people for Mahomes. And it kind of started this year 
with the offensive line, bringing in Joe Tooney, signing Orlando Brown, drafting Creed Humphrey, you know, drafting Trey Smith, guys they hope to be here for the long haul. And the Chiefs are going to be, have to be active in the wide receiver market as well. Now, you can occasionally bring in free agents, sprinkle them in, but a lot of times you do it through the draft. The core of this team is through the draft with other pieces that were needed sprinkled in, like your Orlando Brown, your Tooney, but your Tyree Kill, your Patrick Mahomes, your Travis Kelsey, all drafted with the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, you have to go out and get guys like Tyron Matthew. They needed that to change the complexion of this defense, and they did it. But, yeah, they'll be looking for wide receiver help. You know, Tyreek can't, you know, keep this thing up forever. Now, he can now because he's young. He's a top three wide receiver in the NFL. But they started this year. They drafted Noah Gray at tight end. They're trying to do different things. But that's Brett Veach's challenge. And I'll be honest with you, since he's been, been GM of the Chiefs, there's zero complaints. I mean, the team he's fielding on the field, he's, he's checking all the boxes, whether it's through the draft, whether it's through free agency, whether it's trying to, uh, you know, see a guy and see what you can get at him, like Daryl Williams, undrafted guy who the Chiefs relied on at running back. He, he was starting in spot of Le'Veon Bell last year and doing those kind of things. But, again, that's all part of the job of a GM. What can you do to provide the pieces for Andy Reid necessary to win and provide the pieces for Patrick Mahomes to go forward? But as long as he's here, he's going to remain a problem. I can't imagine – being with the Broncos or being with the Raiders or being with the Chargers and thinking, all right, we got to beat this guy twice a year. We've got to find a way to piece together when Andy Reid is 31-5 and against this division the last five years. You know, Chiefs are 15-1 and on the road in the last two years. Patrick Mahomes has only lost once by more than one touchdown, and that was the Super Bowl. These things don't happen. But I'm live here at training camp in St. Joe, Grant Nicholson producing the operation. We hope to hear from some Chiefs here in the new future, near future. We'll take a timeout. We'll take a look at the Kansas City Chiefs defense next. Coverage from training camp with Jay Binkley continues on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to Chiefs Training Camp 2021. Jay Binkley here with you right from the practice fields up at Missouri Western. Great Nicholson producing the operation. Well, we've spent a lot of time talking about the offense. What about this defense 
this season. Guys like Nick Bolton, we talk about rookies. Is Anthony Hitchens right now? I think Nick Bolton's is the future for this team. Matter of fact, I think he'll, he'll remind you of Derek Johnson, to be quite honest with you. And remember, it took Derek a while. Todd Haley kind of had him in the doghouse for a while, then he emerged and all of a sudden became the Chiefs' all-time leading tackler. And it was my favorite player to watch for this team was a guy like Derek Johnson. I think Nick Bolton is going to make you um, – nah, I'm not saying forget. You always remember Derek Johnson, but it's a, it's a player that's going to be a stalwart of this defense, a team leader for this defense for the future. Maybe not this year. It's behind Anthony Hitchens. But, again, you'll hopefully he gets the training from a Hitchens. Of course, Willie Gay here is here entering year two. But a lot of times we're looking at these cornerbacks. One of the guys I'm glad they signed was DeAndre Baker. He was um, – he had that weird ordeal going on, the legal deal, but it didn't turn out to be anything. The Giants waived Baker or DeAndre Baker back on September 8th. Chiefs signed him on November 19th. He was signed to the Kansas City Chiefs to the practice squad. He came up to the active roster uh, for that Chargers game. But he's a first-round pick just two years ago, 2019. He was a first-round pick, pick number 30, won the Jim Thorpe Award as the top secondary guy or corner in college football. When he was there, it was a consensus All-American. The guy could do a lot of things. 5 foot 11, 180 kind of in that wheelhouse what they look for are corners. But he showed some promise with the Chiefs. Got a chance to start and up getting a sack from the secondary in that start against Chargers then hurt himself. You know with the femurs. So now he's kind of working him way his way back. He's out here with the rookies. But you have the 2019 30th overall pick in DeAndre Baker. You've got the 30th overall first round selection in 2018 with Mike Hughes, who they traded the Minnesota Vikings. Has been hurt a lot in his career, I'll give you that. But DeAndre Baker spoke to the media here up at Chiefs training camp just a second ago, and here was uh, here was DeAndre in year two with the Chiefs. Obviously, this is our first time getting you. This is our first time, obviously, getting you since you signed here and the, uh, and the disposition of the case. What was your biggest takeaway from what occurred there, and how did that – what? How does that help you focus knowing that the Chiefs gave you another chance? Say it again. What was the biggest takeaway from the disposition of your case and, you know, like from the Giants and then to here? What does it mean to you that the Chiefs gave you another chance? Well, it means a lot to me. You know, the Chiefs gave me another chance at a phenomenal organization. I'm just here to work. Happy to be here. How relieved are you to have that behind you? Oh, it feels good to have that behind me. I'm just looking forward to get better every day with my team and just happy to be here. You picked the Chiefs when it became clear that you could, uh, you know, sort of have a chance to, to look at the rest of the league after your first after your first team. I just felt this was the base, best organization for me. You know, good good uh, staff, good players. And I knew a lot of guys in the locker room, so I just felt like this was the best organization. DeAndre, you didn't get to play in that, a lot in that last game against the Chargers before you got hurt. But yes. how, you pretty satisfied with what you accomplished after being out of football the way you were? In that short time? I mean, there's a few things I could have did better, but overall I feel like I, I played well. I could have did a lot of things better, though. Can you elaborate on that? What, what do you feel like you could have done better? Just a little bit of technique things I have to clean up that I'm working on today. How did the rehab process go? I, I, I know that it probably was um, frustrating to not be able to maybe play down the stretch in the, in the playoffs. Uh, how, how, how do you feel? Oh, yeah, it was definitely frustrating, but Rick and his staff, man, they get in and work every day, and they got me to here. Now I'm back on the field ready to work. What was the hardest part of the rehab, DeAndre, and then what was what was the best thing that you can take from it? Uh, the hardest part was not being out there with the team, uh, helping the guys get better in practice and being able to help the team. And the best part is just 
being back out there now, back on my feet, I can run and do things I wasn't able to do a couple months ago. Where are you physically right now? Do you feel like you're anywhere close to being 100%? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty close to 100%. Gary, do you get the sense that you were going to play in the postseason with the main roster had the injury not happened, or were you not are you sure? Uh, I wasn't sure. I was just going to go out there and do whatever the team asked me to do. And Tyron Matthew said that when you came to the Chiefs, he, he kind of took you under his wing. What has he meant for you in this process of starting with the new team? Oh, yeah, he's definitely a mentor in the locker room, you know, like a big brother to the uh, defensive back room and everyone else on the team. So we just follow his lead because he's always a guy who leads by example. So everybody follow his lead. Personally and professionally, if, if you could do something different from last year when you were with the Giants, what would it be? Say it again. Personally and professionally, you know, when you were with the Giants, you had that incident um, while you were with New York. What's the biggest lesson that you take from that? that you can apply to, to keep out of that situation going forward? Uh, just be aware of your surroundings. That's all. That's all I could take away from that. How beneficial was the, uh, the OTA period? I know you weren't actually practicing as you're rehabbing, but being around the guys, the young cornerback rooms, uh, how beneficial was that being around the group, being around Spags more and ready for this moment here? Oh, yeah, I gained a lot. I was in I was in the meeting rooms. I practiced with them, so I got a lot of mental reps. So whenever I get on the field, I could be able to help the team and I could be fluid in everything we do. What's the biggest difference between the Giants locker room and this locker room? I mean, it's, we both both had good locker rooms, same chemistry, good players, good coaches around. Has there been anything different with this coaching staff from the, the guys here that you've that you've maybe gotten the benefit of another perspective on with with uh, with Merritt or, or Sam Madison? Before? Say it again. Have you gotten a different perspective from Dave Merritt or Sam Madison so far in your time here? Or maybe you picked up something or learned something from them, their perspective, so to work on your game? Oh, yeah. Definitely guys who want you to come in and work every day. They want the best out of you every day. So there's no time to do a little bit here, a little bit there. They want 100%. So they want the best, best out of it for everybody. What do you want to prove most, DeAndre, in camp in the preseason to, to get you to where you hope to be for the regular season? Well, I just want to help the team and just uh, show the guys that I want to be here Come out there and work and show them that I deserve to be here. Okay, guys. Thanks, DeAndre. Thanks, DeAndre. So there's DeAndre Baker right there from the Kansas City Chiefs. You think about DeAndre Baker once again. First-round pick, 30th overall back in 2019. You know, talk about a honey badger, kind of take him under his wing. That's what you expect. I mean, Tyron Matthews is like having a coach on this team. Personally, I think he's the biggest free agent acquisition uh, Brett Veach has made. He needed to do it. I mean, he needed that player coach because he came here before Frank Clark did. Steve Spagnola, brand new coaching staff. Basically, they, they turned over everything. And you saw the Chiefs go on defense and really came together in that Mexico City game against the Chargers. Then from then on, this defense looked great, but he needed the conduit on the field. From the coaching staff to the field, who was that guy going to be? It was going to be Tyron Matthew, whether he was lining up at box safety in the slot, which he's done a lot the last couple of years, whether he stand up on the outside linebacker, defensive line. They moved the Honey Badger over everywhere. He has proven to be a leader in this league. Matter of fact, when he played for the Texans, because he was with the Cardinals, on like the second day he's already named captain of what they are. You hear people keep talking about the Honey Badger, what he means. Obviously, the contract extension, something with Tyron Matthew that will be discussed. Hopefully, it gets done uh, before training camp. But he's a key piece to this. You know, I'll never forget with Pete Sweeney when we were talking to the Honey Badger once he signed his contract with the Chiefs with his little one-on-one in the hallway with them. Because he had mentioned that Patrick Mahomes had called him. And the question was, all right, what, what, what did he tell you? And Because Pete asked him, and he's like, well, he said, I'll be the quarterback on offense, you be the quarterback on defense. So that's what Mahomes said 
to the honey badger, a conduit of information to this defense. But DeAndre Baker says he feels close to 100%, and that's music to the ears. Obviously, you know, you can armchair quarterback this thing and wonder why you're not hitting free agency more for defensive backs or through the draft. These coaches know. The training staffs know. They're with these guys every day. They see them every day. You know, despite what you think of the hot take that you might have about who should play or who not, they feel comfortable. They feel comfortable. Obviously, they wanted a little help and depth on the pass rush. That's why they brought in Okafor. I thought maybe they'd take a harder look at Melvin Ingram. They brought in for a visit back in March for a pass rusher. Didn't do it. When they don't do moves, it signifies to me that the coaching staff, they know what they're doing. And you know they know they're doing because they've been in the NFC title game three straight times. They won the whole damn thing two years ago. They went back to the Super Bowl last year in a pandemic, able to repeat going back to the Super Bowl. So they know what they're doing. They see these guys every day. They see them at practice, see them around the facility, see through OTAs. They know what they're doing. They have a lot of faith in DeAndre Baker. And I'll tell you this, guy was fantastic, Thorpe winner at Georgia, a first-round pick. Didn't work out with the Giants. Sometimes things don't work out. Sometimes a change of scenery is necessary for certain players. So if he can come back to 100% level, that's why he's out here now. That's why DeAndre Baker's been in this league a couple years. That's why he's out here now with the rookies, like Taco Charlton is. It's the guys that were hurt are back here with the rookies, you know, to do a little bit of running. There's no contact. There's not. They're not wearing pads on the bottom. But just, just get back to football again. Just see the get some coaching. Get back to football again. You name it. So I'm excited to see what DeAndre Baker uh, can bring to the table. Our phone number nine one three five seven six seven six ten. Though, but we come back. We should hear from Juan Thornhill and maybe Joshua Kando next. Coverage from training camp with Jay Binkley continues on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Chiefs training camp special. Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson producing the operation. And you, 913-576-7610. We'll hear from Juan Thornhill and Joshua Kando. The rookie in just a second. Obviously, Thornhill's not a rookie, but Kato is. Uh, we'll hear from those guys in just a second. But well, let's hear from you guys first as well. Let's go to the phone lines real quick before we hear from Juan Thornhill and talk to Andrew. What's up, Andrew? Hey, Jay Bink, I just wanted to call you just to let you know you're the greatest of what you do, boss. That's it, really. All right, well, I appreciate that, my man. Not a problem, man. You have a wonderful Sunday. Here's a beer for you, sir. <laughs> beer for me. Thank you very much. Thanks to Grant Nicholson. He's my eyes and ears, man. Couldn't do this without my man Grant. Props to you, Grant. I appreciate that, Jay. Appreciate it. You bet, KC. Keep me floating, man. Keep me floating. I'm just out here watching the uh, tractors cut grass at this point. We're not floating yet. No rain, man. No, it's not. It's great, man. This has been perfect. We got they didn't have to do stuff inside. They get to do it out here. They get to spread it spread out. Because they did. They used all two fields, you know, spread the position groups out. Uh, yeah, that caller earlier asking about Mahomes. He looks... He looks uh, ready to rock, man. He's going to be fun to watch this year, but uh, he is fun to watch. See these rookies get acclimated because, hey, they need the reps, man. Talking to Taco Charlton, I think it's important you have some veterans here, here too. You talk to them because those veterans can be walking down a hill Wednesday, and they might not be as nice. Maybe they will. Maybe they'll impart their information. I don't know. But these guys are here to try to take those guys' jobs, so it's always an interesting dynamic. One guy – who is a proven chief, is a starter for the Kansas City Chief, who's coming off an injury, but he finds himself up here again uh, with the rookies getting acclimated. His name is Juan Thornhill. He spoke to the media. Here it is. How's the knee? 
The knee feels great. I love that coach brought me out here on the, this this little camp right here because I got a chance to just get moving, get my feet back up underneath me. But I feel better than I have in a long time. You still think about the Super Bowl? Oh yeah, the Super Bowl was it was rough. I feel like we just gotta we gotta battle, we gotta practice hard, and get back to where we want to be. Besides making TikToks, what have you been doing during offseason? Uh. So I, I don't want everybody to know about my TikTok. You can't be bringing that up. <laughs> no, but I've been uh, working out. I've been eating. I love eating food. Been traveling a little bit. Had some time to go to Vegas to see new uh, hotels out there. So I had a lot of fun this offseason, but it's time to get back to work. The you fact you didn't participate in OTAs, was that by design, or did you have some kind of procedure during the offseason? Uh, OTAs, I just wanted to work a little bit more on my knee just to make sure it was 100% for the season. Um, I still got some work out there. I, I was beside Coach Spags communicating calls. I got individual drills just to get my legs moving. I wasn't completely out of it, but it's just it was more of a mental thing just so I could get back in camp and be 100%. Well, you said you felt better, you feel better now than you did any time last year. Were you ever anywhere close to 100% at any point last year? Uh, honestly, I had to play it off a little bit. I wasn't at 100%. But it was just more about the, like, the mental. Like I had to tell myself, okay, it's going to hurt, but you got to play through it. So that's why when the end of the season came, you saw me making more plays just because it's more mental. And I just pushed myself through that, that mental block. And then I just started to play a lot better. One well, simple question as a rookie, you were playing at like a spectacular level. And I, I know that like, you do that and, and you're trying to get back there. And sometimes these types of injuries will take a year's time. How have you managed to like deal with okay my body is not letting me here and like that process of getting back to that rookie season type of level see i had conversations with with tyron when i told my acl he'd been through it two times and yeah. he was telling me that there was going to be some times i was frustrated and i was going to be like a step slower on the play or things like that and i saw that during the season there was multiple times i could have made an interception or knocked the ball down but i was half a second too late but the biggest thing is just like staying confident, uh, keep working with Rick and the guys, strengthening my knee, stay on top of recovery, and I'll definitely be back to where I was my rookie year. Do you, do you, feel, that, do you feel that you're you're there at entering this camp? I feel good, 100% right now. Okay. Well, the, the AFC Championship game, was. do you feel like that was the, the best that you could give, given the circumstances, and just what did you take from the postseason, given you missed it as a rookie? I mean, I just took it all in because, like, I remember sitting on the sidelines watching the Super Bowl my, my rookie season, and it hurt. And I was just like, I'm going to give everything I got in these playoffs to get back to where we were. And that's what I did. I played my played 100%, and I made some plays, and I definitely feel like I played pretty good in the postseason. What do you expect from yourself? You know that you know the playbook. You know what's expected of you. If you are able to be 100%, what do you expect? What kind of player do you think you're going to be? I'm putting myself at the top of the list. I'm, I'm going to compete with Tyron. Tyron's a heck of a player, so we compete every single day. He say he get an interception this game. I say, well, I'm going to get two. That's how, we, that's how we just compete against each other. So I'm definitely going to put myself at the top of the list for sure. You said you were glad to be out here for the, like, the early part of, of camp, and obviously Tyron's not out here. kind of makes you the old guy in the, the secondary. Has that given you anything to, to be kind of the veteran presence for some of the younger guys this last couple of days? Yeah, I love it. Just because of the guys, I was once a rookie, and with Tyron, he was – he, we were going through the playbook at the same time, but he had a little bit more. He was a little ahead of me. But with me being a vet out here, there's some rookies that's not really sure how camp's going to go. Basically, I don't have to say a lot. Just tell them to follow me. And if there's calls that they don't know, I'll communicate and walk them through it. If they mess up on a play, it's okay. Everyone, like, you're going to make mistakes. Like, just get through it, forget the play, and move on. Well, in that same vein, we, we got an opportunity to speak with DeAndre Baker. So what have you seen in him since he, he's gotten here last year and now, and now in this camp? Uh, I see a lot of me in him just because of the fact that he struggled with an injury. It took time, 
it's, it's just like he was like it was eating him alive just sitting there watching. But watching him out here, he's been doing a heck of a job. He's been getting his legs moving. Look, he looks pretty good to me. How much last year did not having OTAs trying to come back from that injury hurt you versus this year having that all whole offseason to be around the team and be around the club help you this year getting ready for camp? Uh, I feel like not having OTAs just that bothered me just because of the fact I wasn't around a lot of the guys. Like I was fighting that battle alone. Just like when you tear your ACL, you just feel like you're by yourself. You want to see the guys around the locker room because you need to have someone surrounding you to talk to them and just like to lift you up sometimes. And I didn't have that. But with this year, I had guys just always around me just, just to joke around in the locker room and have fun. And then like I could also watch football. Like even though I wasn't participating, I was out there watching, getting my calls and communicating with Coach Spags. And that just still allowed me to, to keep up with my game. You've always a lot during OTAs talking to Spags. Mm -hmm. I mean, what were you guys talking about back there? So, like, we have drills sometimes. They were out there uh, practicing against each other. And I would just sit deep in the back. I'm making every single call with uh, the corners calls, the safeties calls, just to make sure I know everything, just so I can stay ahead of my game. What is he trying to, in terms of Spags, what is he trying to instill in you versus rookie second year to knowing who you are, knowing who you can be, fully healthy? The biggest thing with him, I think, is just turning me into a leader. Because I noticed my rookie season, there was a time I was really quiet, not saying much, Tyron making a lot of calls. And I don't, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure that he told Tyron not to say something in walkthroughs one day. Like, he told Tyron not to speak and basically made me make every single call. And I was like, there's something going on. Like, Tyron's not making any calls. <laughs> I started making every single call loud. And from that point, I just started getting louder and louder. And I feel like that's just him turning him into a leader. When you think about Tyron, we know what kind of player he is, you being fully healthy, you guys like DeAndre, young players coming in. What can you guys as a whole achieve this year in your mind? I mean, we, we got a heck of a football team, so we don't shoot for nothing less but winning the Super Bowl. There you go. That's uh, Juan Thornhill right there. It was interesting what he said. That one day he had Tyron Matthew not make the calls and see what he could do. Like, not have that coach, Tyron Matthew, do that. Says he feels close to 100%. Keep in mind he was banged up last year. He looked 16 starts his rookie year. Last year, just eight starts. Uh, the knee injury was kind of hampering a little bit. That's one of the reasons he's up here with the rookies. Is Juan Thornhill still signed for this year and next year as well? What are they going to get from Juan Thornhill? We, if he goes like his rookie year, that was impressive how Juan Thornhill was. He did take that step back last year, but. There was a knee problem he's still trying to recover from. He feels good up here, says he feels 100%. Another guy who spoke, who guy that uh, get to see quite a bit because he's kind of right in front of us here at uh, our broadcast position, is Joshua Kendo, who reminds me of Tano Passanio with his size. You know, it's six foot seven, his rangy size. But Taco Charlton was working with him kind of on the side. He was the fourth-round selection out of Florida State. Big-time recruit going to Florida State. I kind of suffered from the, the, the variance of coaches they had coming and going at Florida State, not able to realize that potential. The Chiefs love his potential, his upside, getting with some NFL coaching and see what he can do. But here's Kendo, who spoke to the media down here at training camp as well. Joshua, in, in your time so far here, um, obviously in your first work over the last couple of weeks, many camps and now being here, has there been anything from Brendan Daly working with you that, that he's you know tried to, to hone in on specifically to grow your game into this rookie year? Uh I like is he's been honing in on fundamentals, so it's good to go back to ground zero and just work on that. How's it feel as a rookie to come and be part of one of the best football teams in the league? I know that has pressure with it, yeah. but have you settled in a little bit, and how does that pressure feel? Yeah, I'm like literally, literally uh, living my dream, so I just take it day by day and just be happy in the moment, be happy where I am, has and anyone, I'm excited to get better. Has anyone given you advice maybe? 
everybody. <laughs> all the older dudes have been very helpful, you know, kind of show us the ropes and stuff. So, yeah, I've been enjoying it. When you carried over from OTAs into training camp and through that time off, did you study the playbook more? Like, what were you trying to do to keep yourself abreast of football? Um, like I said, uh, hold on, when I just said uh, fundamentals and stuff, um, hands, hips, feet, and knowing my playbook, just knowing little stuff like that, knowing where to be, what to do, you know. You mentioned how the vets are helping you. How beneficial was that time during OTAs and mini camp where you could be around those guys before you came into training camp so you kind of know what's going on? Like I said, they helping me. Uh, they've been here before me to help me uh, with the basics and stuff. And not only just the football side, from like getting the house and stuff and this and that. So they're just, they've been here already. And you know, I just listen to them because why not? They already been here. <laughs> you have goals for your rookie year, sack numbers, anything like that? Uh, really just learn the playbook and just earn my role on the team. You mentioned fundamentals with your hands. How often do you incorporate martial arts? With knowing hand movements, uh, I've tried it very like subtly, but that'll be something that'll be pretty cool to work on in the future. What what, what style? I don't know. I'm like jujitsu and stuff like that. Uh, that's really all I've heard. Yeah. What is what is Steve Spagnuolo meant to you so far? Um, and and what have those conversations been like working with him? He's been very. I feel like he's been doing a good job helping us learn day by day. Hasn't been trying to rush things, you know? He's been doing a good job trying to kind of ease us in, you know, get us comfortable. There you go. There's Josh McCando right there and one of those guys helping him out here at practice. Obviously, getting the coaching he needs because there's limited people up here at Rookie Minicamp and Taco Charlton also acting like that kind of player coach as well. Impressive stuff. And well, he had some impressive stuff to say against Mahomes. Like, he's all about what he sees. And and he is about what he is. It was exactly what you expect to see from Mahomes. But you got to get used to kind of these guys. Guess what's coming down the hill? On Wednesday, the veterans are coming down the hill. The guys that have been there, they've done that. A lot of them have played in two Super Bowls. Some have played in one Super Bowl. Regardless, they're world champions. And you're here to take their job. It's going to be interesting to see what happens at Chiefs training camp 2021 as they are the Super Bowl favorites. It all starts right up here. In St. Joe. Thanks, Ron Kopp, ArrowheadPride.com for joining us. Thanks to Pete Sweeney for stopping by uh, with us here as well from ArrowheadPride.com. It's been fun. Be here next weekend as well. Cody Gold will be out here at training camp starting tomorrow. But Josh Vernier, Royals on deck show. Daniel Lynch back with the Kansas City Royals gets his start today. Huge thanks to Grant Nicholson. Appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in. Go Chiefs. See you guys next week. Coverage from training camp with Jay Binkley continues on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.